The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. Bonus pod, big news for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two big news items for them. Their receiving core looks a lot better. Chris Godwin cleared for camp. That's huge. And Julio Jones signed by the Bucs. That's pretty big too. Like six foot four. Is he bigger than that? Six three. He's seven seven. He's seven seven. That's Dave He's Richard. George Murasan. Uh, you don't want to smell like Big George. I'm Adam Azer. And uh, let's uh, talk about this here. Okay. My head's spinning a little bit. I mean, this just broke. We're trying to do a real Me quick too. bonus pod. We, we didn't have time to do all the research we want, but hopefully we'll give you some fun reaction. Okay. Uh, what do you make of the Chris Godwin news, first of all? Clear for camp. I think it's a good thing. It, it's a sign that the Bucks are comfortable saying that he'll be ready to play before week five, right? Because if you're on the pup list, you have to sit out the first four games of the season. That means that they're confident that he will play before week five because otherwise they would have just kept him on the pup list. But the fact that he wasn't even on the pup list to begin training camp means that he should be right along in his recovery. But I, I think you've got to pair it with them signing Julio Jones, and then you got to remember that they signed Russell Gage. And my hunch is that they're not expecting Chris Godwin to be what Chris Godwin was when he was just an absolute terror on the field. I think he's going to be um, probably scaled back a little bit. That's my guess based on the moves that they've now made this offseason. So the Bucks last year, just so you know, had three wide receivers who finished in the top 12 per game in PPR scoring. I think you know who they were. It was Godwin, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans. In no, that Scotty order. Miller. That's amazing. And I wonder if you think that could happen again. And before people just scoff at Julio Jones being that good, nobody thought Antonio Brown was going to be as good as he was when he hooked on to the, to the Bucks midway through the 2020 season. And he was 32, I think, at that point. Or he was, th- yeah, he was 30, uh, he was 32 at that point. And, and he had a great year at age 33. He was a top 12 wide receiver per game at age 33. That's how old Julio Jones is. He's is 33 and a half, basically. So um, can he have a career revival? Last year was bad, and you might say he's had two bad years in a row, but actually 2020 was a pretty beastly year for him. He had his best ever catch rate, his best ever yards per target. Um, you know, he was terrific in yards per catch. He just, he left a few games early. He only played nine games. He's, he's been hurt, right? But um, still showed a lot of ability two years ago in 2020, his last year with the Falcons. So um, do you think Julio Jones can have a similar type of revival and, and be a total steal in drafts? He could be for the games that he's available for. And I think that if you view him as someone who's available for nine, 10 games, I think that's reasonable. And you've got to expect him to be unavailable for those other games. So half the fantasy full year, he'll be around. We don't know when those games are going to come. He could get hurt in week two and not come back until week eight. And then most of the fantasy regular season, you're, you're left without him. I, you're Somebody's going to take the chance on him in every single draft. They're going to say it's Julio Jones. There's too much upside. 
and for what it's worth, it's not like he looked like uh, an old man with a cane crossing the street on a on a blustery Thursday afternoon in the city of Des Moines. He he was spry last year. Uh, Heath and I had a debate about Julio Jones once on FFT last year, and I remember him dropping a bunch of efficiency metrics that sounded too good to be true. I went to double-check them at the time. They were right. I watched mm-hmm. the film on Julio Jones at the time. He was separating. If, if he's right, it's Julio Jones, and he's never going to be double-covered. The difference right. between Julio and Antonio Brown is that Brown doesn't have, didn't have, I should say, this track record of injuries mm-hmm. that Julio Jones brings in. So my guess is that the Bucks are going to be real careful with Julio. They know that he's someone who could, you know, tweak a hamstring at a moment's notice. They're going to bring him along pretty slowly, and they might not actually use him on every single down to begin the year. No, and then maybe once he's in the 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 flow of things. Man, line him up on the field opposite Mike Evans and put Godwin in the slot. And remember, they're they're they can use tight ends if they want to, but I bet they use a lot of four receiver sets now with Gage out there. This hurts Gage quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think I don't think there's I, I'm glad that Godwin's not on the pup list. I'm not gonna move him up because I just think that this I think it kind of just tells you what they think of Godwin at this point you, for this you year so? only. You, yeah, by getting Julio I, Jones on a cheap one-year deal? I think it, between that and Gage, they wanted to make sure that they've just got this hella good receiving core. And if they really wanted to lean heavily on Chris Godwin, they they would have needed to have the confidence that he could be leaned upon heavily. And maybe in time he proves that he can. But I don't think he's seeing the exact same type of target share that he did last year. I bet it comes down just a little bit for him. He's still going to be good. Still number two fantasy receiver. Still, the second Bucks receiver I'm going to take, but now I got to. Uh, now you've got to make a decision on just how much oh. you like Gage or how much you like Julio Jones. Which okay. one is the next one off the board? I said a cheap. I, I said a cheap one year deal, and I don't. I don't know the details. I know it's a one year deal, so I shouldn't say it's mm-hmm. cheap. But it's a one year. It deal. probably is. I don't think it's going to be like a fifteen million dollar deal. Right. Uh, so let's do this to end to end our fun today. Uh, I'm going to give you all the relevant bucks and you tell me when you're drafting them, if you were drafting right now. And this disclaimer is we haven't really had time to digest this. A lot of times I change, I see something that makes you change my mind when I do a little more digging. I'm sure you're the same way. So, but with that said, uh, I'll go in order of the way I expect them to be drafted as of right now. And that is either Fournette or Mike Evans, but I'll just start with the running back Leonard Fournette. Does this change anything for you? When would you draft him? It does hurt his upside as far as catches goes, but he's still going to be the main running back there round two. Middle of round two. Mike Evans. I'm going to slide him back a little bit, but not too much. End of round two, maybe beginning of round three. You could feel really good about Mike Evans. Still a top 12 receiver. Chris Godwin. Round four. What will get you to move him to round two in full PPR? Chris Godwin to round two? Yeah. He's moving around like he never had a, a knee problem and something unfortunate happens to one of his teammates. Because if he were not injured, if he were not coming off a torn ACL, Chris Godwin would be a round two pick, right? If he were coming off a torn ACL, I'm not sure they sign Russell Gage. Russell Gage is Signing not- Julio Jones at this point, that's just, I get it. They're just trying to load up. A one you year think deal Russell on Gage Jones? is what's going to hold I, Chris Godwin back? I well, now it's going to be Gage and Julio. Yeah, but last year it was Antonio Brown, who's obviously much better than Russell Gage, and Godwin was still terrific. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know, man. I, I thought all along the gauge signing was short-term insurance for Chris Godwin, long-term good number three receiver. Okay. I, but I but just, why Godwin I, ahead I, of Evans, I, I, will, I will probably I mean, be out on Why Evans Chris ahead of Godwin? Because of health? Yeah. Okay. Touchdowns. I don't, I don't know how much I want to trust players coming off of a torn ACL. All right. Well, that's fair. Okay. So uh, next up, is it Russell Gage or Julio? Not a good track record. Russell Gage or Julio Jones? <sighs> I think I'm going to say Gage, and I don't think it's going to be the popular answer, and it won't surprise me one bit if Julio Jones is picked ahead of Russell Gage, but I will take the receiver who I think can be serviceable as a low-end number three slash bench guy who uh, will probably last the whole season. And then Tom Brady. Move him up. He was uh, was fifth for me. So if I'm moving him up, I'm moving him ahead of Lamar Jackson, who Lamar Jackson's probably looking at that receiving court and saying, I'll take take a couple of those guys instead of throwing to Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, and Devin Duvernay. I... I think I'm going to stick with Jackson at QB four, but Brady's locked in as QB five for me now. Okay, yeah, I was a little nervous about Brady. We talked about him a couple of days ago, or I think that was yesterday, a couple of shows yeah. ago. I, no, I feel I, much I, better I, now. I still think this offense is going to revolve around Brady, and this just you know more more cement to that. Boy, I'm telling you, people are really not buying Julio Jones is based on the chat. They think he's going to get hurt. I sure, look, He's not going to play 17 games, but I, I think that they're going to resurrect him a little bit and he's going to make some plays and have some big I think weeks. Yeah, I, I think he will have, it could be five, six good weeks, and maybe two of them are just like absolute, you know, vintage Julio weeks. Last question. But he's also going to have a lot of weeks where he's, you know, four for 55. Does Kyle Rudolph matter at all to you now? Still a streaming tight end. I right. kind of like the matchup against Dallas in week one. Might catch a touchdown. Thank you for doing this, Dave. I know you don't love to uh, give the, I haven't had any time to think about it off the cuff. Right. Because like people are going to hold you to too, it. But people are going to hold you to okay. it. But that's, that's, I appreciate you doing this. Sure. Hey, uh, we're excited just like everybody else. When yeah. I was excited. News break, so we couldn't wait to get on. Yeah, and, I'm, supposed and to, I'm supposed to be at dinner right now, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Thanks, this Julio. More fun than dinner. Who needs stupid dinner? It's five o'clock. I was supposed to be driving o'clock? to dinner right now because we have a show. You probably think it's late at night right now because <laughs> it's five o'clock. I'm eating my parents for dinner. Okay. So Did you but, say I'm eating my parents for dinner? I said I'm meeting my parents for dinner, but I oh, can see why it said better. that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, we will. Um, we will talk to you t- actually later tonight if you're on YouTube. We're, we're doing another show, 7:45 p.m. Eastern. On Tuesday night, you'll hear it on Wednesday morning. Thanks so much, everybody. Talk to you later on Fantasy Football Today.